Greetings, aliens. It is me, your one and only host, Miss Ella Sanchez of the Nadia Pregundo podcast, because truly, no one asked for this podcast, but I'm still having a blast. So, if you are tuning back in, then hi, how are you? I hope you're doing well, babe. I love you. I hope that you're taking care of yourself and doing whatever you need to do, and remember that you're gonna be okay. If only I can only take my own advice, you know? But um, we're gonna get through it anyways. And if you're new, then what took you so long? You have a lot of episodes to listen to, babes. You got a whole lot of episodes. Like, it's it's, uh, it's a lot of homework for you, but you're gonna have to do it so you can be a fellow alien like me, myself, and I. But uh, it's my requirement for today and for rest. But I hope you're doing well, too, my fellow newbies. And I hope that everyone listening is doing well. But let's just get into it. I'm not gonna preface that much. The title is quite literally self-explanatory. Um... Basically, all you need to know is I'm going to be exposing myself today. And that's all I can really say before I go into actually what's going to happen and what's going to go down. So I hope you all enjoy this episode. Much love and take care of yourselves. And we have returned and we are back. So, hello. Greetings. Um, I don't really know what this episode... Well, I kind of do. I did write some notes down, but then I went to Target. I just got back maybe less than an hour ago. And I didn't get to finish all of my notes, but you know, knowing me, what do you expect? But I'm actually recording while it's still light out. Honestly, my character development is doing great this week. Um, but let's just let's just dive in. So my inspiration for this topic um, will actually kind of stem from last week's episode, which is just me when I went outside. It was crazy. Going outside these days feels very weird. I'm still not used to it, you know, and especially being surrounded by so many people. Um, I went to a CNCO concert. Literally, I am reminiscing so much, but we'll get into that in a minute. So basically, I went to see CNCO last week and it was everything I needed and more. Um, It was the serotonin I really needed that I was lacking for quite some time over a year inside my home. So really, just really really got me going in the best way and also I'm really running low on ideas so if low-key anybody wants to dm me on twitter or on instagram saying hey you should do this um please feel free um I'm running low on ideas high key um I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna sit here and lie why would I lie you know even though lying is kind of fun sometimes but why would I lie about this I would never lie about my podcast love you guys but let's really get into it so I don't know how long this episode is gonna be and I'm really just exposing myself today, truly. So let's talk about the CNCO concert. <laughs> oh, y'all. When I tell you, like, I'm all giddy from it still. Because I really, like, when I went, I was, like, looking like kind of like a whore. Not, like, in a bad way, though. Because, like, I'm all up for, like, looking like a whore sometimes. Especially when you go run errands in your whore clothing. Some women will understand me. I don't know. Honestly, every time I wear something that actually shows my shoulders, it's like game over for the public. I don't know what it is, but I wore like a, you know, regular mini black dress, the cliche, the staple for all women around the world, you know? You can never go wrong with a mini black dress, obviously. And I never usually wear dresses to a concert, let alone ever, so... For me, it was like a full circle moment. I was like, wow, my body dysmorphia 
isn't fucking me up today. What a what a time, you know? And I bought the tickets, whatever. And then I, y'all listen, I'm a CNC owner, owner, CNC owner. Like it's at my age at 22, it felt very wrong. (laughs) But then again, everyone at the event was either 18 or above. So I'm not really that ashamed. You know, I'm not really that, you know, wow, girl, that's sad. Um, But no, the reason why I'm very like low key embarrassed to be like the diehard fangirl that I am for them is because I'm feeling like my... 14 year old self again like it's not a good feeling (laughs) it's not something i'd like to go back to as much you know but i will say though when i was at that concert every song they played yo i knew every fucking word bar like every single fucking instrument i knew even like because they they're now like a four piece of a band now they used to be five hence cnco aka literally just single without the i and now they're a four piece even even joel's you know or joel's part i would just be screaming on the top of my lungs i was like this is it this is the serotonin i need it i knew every song every bar every lyric everything not not one beat was missed while i was singing along and then when the dj was like I was like screaming as if it was my last breath on earth, honestly. I was like, no, that's me. I want them to know I'm single, just just in case, you know? Especially, we're gonna talk about when you age as a fangirl in a moment, because ooh-wee, do I know that very well. So, you may be wondering, what the fuck is a fangirl fanboy? And if you don't really know, then honestly, I'm kind of happy for you, because some days I just look at myself and I'm like, you really are a fangirl at your big ass age. Hmm. Sad. Like, love that for you because you listen to good music, but girl, you don't have a chance. Let's get over it. Okay, anyways. By definition, apparently apparently Google has a definition, official one now. So if you're a fangirl, fanboy, honestly, we're not going to gender this thing, but basically if you're like a diehard fan something, fangirl, fanboy, whoever you are, however you identify, According to Google, because <laughs> now they have a definition. Back then, it was from during my time, if you will. <laughs> okay, so you can do it as a noun and a verb. So as a noun, it's like you identify a female fan or a male fan or a f- really diehard fan. And you're obsessed with a certain comic, movie, movie cast, musician, or music in general, sci-fi. Literally anything that you obsess over, like in pop culture or in music or anything, it is considered fangirl, fanboy, fan something. Diehard. I'm talking diehard. Like, I'm talking like you have never missed a concert. You have never missed this and that. Like, honestly, that's truly how I can describe it as a retired fangirl myself. But um, as a verb, oh, I'll use it in a sentence, everyone, just so we're clear. This is like professional. Like, this is this is the way I have to do it. So in a sentence, in a noun verb, or a noun sense in a sentence i am a cnco fangirl that's the truth if any of them listens to this which i know they won't um christopher i am single very single just so it's clear and then as a verb fangirling or fanboying or freaking out and fanning like you're like oh my god like let's go you are an overly excited and obsessive moment like when i saw cnco y'all on that stage when they finally came out after seeing them in pictures for over three years i was like oh 
they're hot in person and in photographs? Like, what the fuck is this? This is some brujeria. How are you fine both ways? Because it's usually one or the other. It's like usually they're hot, like people are hot online because they can edit and all that shit. But they're kind of some, you know, really often, especially some Instagram models. No shame, babies, I don't shame. I'm just saying the obvious. And then some people are hotter in person, but not so hot on the gram, which is okay. We not we don't know all of our angles. It's okay, it's a process. But to be hot in both online and in real life, that's a fucking talent. I would put that on my resume if I could. That's some brujeria right there. It's like, how are you gonna be hot in person and in a photograph? Like how? How are you gonna do that? I would like to know. And I would like to know the secrets and tips, high key. And so, now that you know what it is in a sentence, as a verb, if you will, I fangirled when I saw CNCO live, meaning I was in VIP. I was seeing them from afar, but still could see them very well. I was seeing my favorite Chris Reveles just on the stage after seeing him in pictures for practically almost three years. And I was just like, the gold chain, he's hot as, he's hot as fuck and talented. My dick was hard. I'm not gonna lie. I fangirled a little bit. Not even, now I'm lying. Not even a little bit, just a lot. But I was like keeping it within me. I was like, girl, you are 22. Like, you don't have the same energy you did when you were 14, my gal. So let's get into my embarrassing moments as a fangirl. Because this is my confession. This is my confession. Like, you know how people go to confession for religious purposes? This is my confession on a podcast. (laughs) Regardless though. I, I love this for me. I'm having a blast. Honestly, I'm pretty much just doing this for me, high key. Um, I love it. It's fun. The fangirl life was a fun time, but also a very toxic time. Not gonna lie. So, for how long was I a fangirl? And who was I a fangirl for? Ooh, y'all. <laughs> oh, wow. So, for how long I was. I started quite young as a fangirl, you know, as a full-time position, you know. Because I was on the internet way too early in my life. And I'm hikey ashamed of that a little bit to this day. I'm realizing as I also go into therapy more because I just left therapy. No, I'm not cured. I just can't afford it. But when we get back in there, y'all, <laughs> we're going to get into unpacking all of my fangirl experiences, good and bad, because a lot of good and bad came from it, hikey a lot of it. So it was like very 50-50 on both sides. Like I hated it, but I loved it because... I'll get into why. But high key, I think I was about 11-ish when I began. But I think officially, all I can remember, my recollection of it was when I was 13, officially. So 13, and I retired this position at 16, 17. That's like six years, I would say. Maybe a little less. And it's crazy to me to think that way. Oh, wow. And who was I a fangirl for? Ooh, never will I ever forget. So primarily, um, my number one fangirl life that I dedicated too much time for was the iconic boys. (laughs) If you don't know who they are, y'all, you are some lucky people. No, listen, I I love them and I'll get into why. Um, But I'm just going to go through the list and also I'm going to probably deep dive into or dive deep. Wow. Okay. D, uh, dive deep that, yes, onto each and every single one of them and why, but primarily I was, uh, iconic boys, 
I cognac, if you will. Wow, I'm 22 and I'm reminiscing on this. This is a lot. Um, but anyways, the fangirl life I was part of was Owl City. Like, yes, like Fireflies, the banger song. Like, you will not believe your eyes. Like, that song. That, them, Owl City. Uh, Matt Hunter, I hike. He still am a huge fan of him. Present day, I was a huge fan back then. Still to this day, I love that guy so much. He's so talented. I am... W- listen do not sleep on my king matt hunter i love him so much he's so talented um and then iconic boys number one fangirl four i did everything i could to get their attention it was really sad and uh i'm not proud of that and that's why um i had to delete my fangirl twitter because i did have 3k on that originally 4k on that account but seeing the tweets just made me want to you know end it all that like that was my 13th reason and you know there we are um and primarily i was a huge iconic boys fan (laughs) and it was like okay because there were some fandoms for people like matt hunter and iconic boys they had like a smaller not like super tiny like only like 10 people like they had a huge fandom maybe significantly significantly less than like you know drake or Ariana Grande, but it was still big regardless. It was a couple million, not really compared to like, you know, Miss Grande. That's like billions of people, you know, but when you are part of a smaller fan base, the artist or person you fangirl over for tends to notice you more because the more you interact with them, the more they see you. And I don't really like that anymore because like now, nowadays, like I'm glad that I'm part of like, you know, bigger fandoms because it's just awkward for me to like even reconnect in that way. So who else was I a fangirl for? I'm trying to think. Mount Hunter for sure. Iconic Boys. Owl City. Wow. I am trying to think. Alina Barraz. And I still am a huge fan of her. Oh my god. If you don't know who Alina Baraz is, I am so sorry for you. Like I'd rather not even go into detail because I want to keep her a secret because I love her as a musician and the more famous the person gets, the less you have the chance to one meet them or two go to their concert. And so I was like, let me let me not go into much about Miss Alina Baraz, but just know she's on Spotify and Apple Music and I love her to death. Um who else? I feel like Oh, and also I was in that era of YouTubers. I'm not ashamed of that though. I still follow some of them to this day. Not on YouTube, but on Instagram. Some of them are more Instagrammers than YouTubers now. I don't know. Um, Anyone that went to VidCon in Anaheim, California, that convention, I've been to VidCon maybe two or three times and I retired, I think maybe in 2016. Yeah, 2016 was my last year there. And I'm very glad, Heike. I have learned my lesson. But VidCon is also like where a bunch of people go, like not like cringy, you know, people. Like, okay, okay, honestly, I'm getting off topic regardless, but we're gonna go into my iconic boys era, which is uh, quite dark, (laughs) very dark, but also I'm very happy about it. The pros of coming from that fandom of the Iconic Boys. If you don't know who the Iconic Boys were, they're no longer together. They were a dance crew that were on America's Best Dance Crew or ABDC season six. And Mario Lopez was the whole judge. Um, 
I don't remember who the other, Dietrich was a judge, Little Mama was a judge, and I don't remember the third guy. I don't remember who the third judge was off the top of my head. But those crews, like there was just a bunch of dance crews and that's, the positive that came from that is that I fell in love with dance quite quickly. So shout out to the iconic boys. Love you guys, even though some of you guys are Trump supporters. Regardless, that was a long time ago. It was an era. And also, some of these musicians and people that I was looking up to at that age were quite literally my age at the time, similar ages, some were younger than me. Um, The iconic boys that were like maybe one or two that were way younger than me. And the rest of them were like either like less than a year older than me or the exact same age as me. Um, I was really heavily involved in the Iconic Boys, and I love them for their, um, dance at the time. Their choreography was insane. And they were just, you know, like, when you're 14, and the guy you're looking up to and I fangirling over for is 14, around the same ages as you are, um, it's, uh, you fall in love. You fangirl hard. You fangirl, you fall in love hard. And I was so heavily involved with that fan base, but also the drama. <laughs> the drama. Y'all, listen, this fan base knew everyone. The iconic boy fan ba- or iconic boys fan base. Y'all, like if you had a Twitter, you were known who you were. There was beef against the East Coast versus West Coast. Iconiacs. I had beef with so many of the East Coast Iconiacs, y'all, and they hated me, some of them, and, uh, and some of them loved me. I don't know. I made some friends back in that time that were from the East Coast, and we loved them. Um, I had Uvu calls, and yeah, Uvu calls late at night with some of my girls. Like, we were like, I don't remember. We had a name. We had a name. We had a name. But I don't remember. Oh, wait. I don't remember. It was like West Coast something. It was something about that. And we all had nicknames for each other. I'm not going to go into who they were because they're they're long, long ago. But um, I do have one friend I still keep in contact with every so or every once in a while. Love her forever and always. Marissa, I love you very much. Love you. Um... But yeah, I think those like I think my girl Marissa is the only friend I keep in contact with every once in a while. Love her, wish her well, and the rest of them I haven't heard from in years. So wishing them well though. No hate. Um, but honestly, y'all, it was still fun. You know, we had Uvu calls, we shit talked, we would stay hours on Uvu, like hours. I'm talking like maybe five hours late at night because we were all on the west coast and maybe like two of them and our group were like from the east coast and we had uvu calls y'all it was so fun honestly i remember i was also roasted so much in my group chat and on my uvu calls because my old laptop that i'm not using anymore i don't know where it is but my old laptop didn't have a built-in microphone and i also had rock band the wii game and luckily for me he the rock band had a microphone that came with the set when you are you yeah i think it came with like when you buy the game and you can buy the guitar you can buy the microphone even i even bought a mic stand y'all but i used the microphone and i it was a usb so i put it in my um i think i had an acer windows pc 
I would put it in my USB port and I would literally have a microphone like talking into the Uvu call because like no one could hear me because of like there was no built-in microphone. I was roasted, cooked to the brim for that. Memories, y'all. I'm really throwing it back for myself. Um, and honestly, there was drama. <laughs> no, I'm talking like drama as in like we would find out who these men were hooking up with. <laughs> literally it was so embarrassing now that i think about it it's like that was none of my business um but i wish them well i hope they're doing well um if you're a fellow iconiac like me which i really doubt someone i know that's listening would understand what i'm anything that i'm saying um but if you were love you my favorite actually fun fact um one of the members, Nick Mara, he is now in the band pretty much. Yeah, like he's like, he basically came from them and he's talented as hell. So, I mean, they're all talented, honestly. They're all talented in their own ways and they probably do way different things now. I don't really keep up with them anymore. But yes, uh, memories, man, memories. But yes, um, and here's where I go into the fangirl life like like that was a lot of pros kind of the pros is that you meet great people i met great friends i don't keep in contact with them except for one to this present day but still love them i still have great memories with them like literally no hate at all um but i made great friends like there is just so many ways like i was a lot happier too because like i had friends like i had a friend group for once like present day i don't even have friend groups let alone friends i just have like three friends that i know and love very much and that's about it because when you adult you lose a lot of friends and when you're healing it's also worse so reminiscing on that time is nice because i had a friend group that would back me up but unfortunately as we got older there was beef between like two or three of them i was just minding my business and we all broke up as a friend group and we all lived in different parts of california like some lived near me some of them lived quite far some of them also live very far to this day um but i was a lot happier then a little more of an ignorant time ignorance is bliss i was like what 14 15 i was still like finishing middle school getting into high school like i was having a blast during that time i think i remember really kind of fading away from that time of my life in like my sophomore year of high school because when junior year hits in high school you're basically just focusing on college and all of that and honestly my maturity was a lot better because i was like yeah i don't really think i need to do this anymore i was still fans of them but also when the iconic boys broke up i was like oh this is what got what this is what got to go but also i don't know why people freak out so much about musicians and bands and duos and trios or um quartets or whatever you want to call it just break out or like one of them leaves or a couple or they just break up like i've never really thought of that as like a bad thing i'm just i think that's fine for me like cnco present day like lost one member and i'm literally fine i'm like not like because dude some one directioners listen i was never a directioner but zane honestly if we're being honest i know i'm gonna get canceled for this but i don't really care because i was never a directioner um zane was the only one that had talent to me harry styles though i'll give him i'll give him his props because watermelon sugar is not a banger for no reason like and also kiwi iconic 
I'll give him that. His new albums recently are really fantastic. I think him, honestly, I think Harry Styles as a solo artist really did that. He really did that. And I can't even hate him for that. But, and I feel like in One Direction, I feel like he was like low key. I never kept up with One Direction, literally. But never, like they had some bangers, like truly, madly, deeply, like banger. Uh, what makes you beautiful? Literally banger as a 16 year old or like however old I was during that time I was just like too focused on loving like my iconic boys and I was more of the dance field I was really into dancers and choreographers in that time rather than musicians even though I did love musicians but me I'm a dancer first I'm a, I'm a dancer first so gotta give that part of myself a recognition so um but yeah, um, I feel like as a fangirl, present day, or truly in any era of my life, it's nice and it's happiness because you're like bonding with new people that like the same things you do. You have friends. And it isn't just about like your friendships or anything like that. that that's like the, that's a great side. And bless my parents for understanding me and taking me to concerts and events, like, and spending that money too at that time. Like, shout out to my parents. Thank you. Like, y'all did not have to do that. So bless your heart. Um, but it isn't just about, you know, your fan, like you as a fan. It's about who you're supporting because... Honestly, the Iconic Boys during my era, y'all, they were the sweetest human beings I have ever met. They were so sweet. And they were really talented. Choreography was top tier. Like, for me, like, I fell in love with dance and choreography literally to this present day. I have, I don't think I'll ever not have that. But being in a fandom and being a fangirl of someone and you developing the same interest as them was probably like one of the most amazing feelings for myself like literally I supported dancers and choreographers like the iconic boys and I ended up becoming a dancer and choreographer myself you know it's like a very full circle moment and I would have never been able to discover that part of myself without supporting someone that does that and then after iconic boys like present day I don't really know what happened too much with uh, America's Best Dance Crew ABDC I did watch season seven incredible i found new dancers and uh dance crews to support like ian eastwood icon literally an icon brian puspos icon from season six with america's um season six of america's best america's best dance crew with the iconic boys and i am me they were the two finalists um i am me one abdc season six um and i loved both crews very much but like my fangirl side was you know leaning towards you know my lovely iconic boys i was like no i want them to win but also i am me was incredibly talented they had an incredible lineup of dancers and choreographers honestly um i still follow some of them to this day um and i love what they do and i love the work that they make and honestly seeing how these dancers have evolved because i didn't really follow too much after the abdc season six with i am me that much i did follow Chachi Gonzalez, um, also very talented dancer. She is incredibly talented, and I think she's pregnant again now, which is crazy to me because 
I saw her like super young. I think she was like 15 when she was on the America's Best Dance Crew. And I was like, oh my God, she's so cute and she's so talented. Like she's giving me hope for women. I love her. It was like a good moment for me to realize that I could just do the same thing she could, you know. It was a good moment. Um, Jabberwockies, you know, if you don't know who Jabberwockies are, I'm literally so sorry. They are incredibly talented. They have a show in Vegas. Um, I have seen them live at Halloween Horror Nights like forever ago. And to this day, I am still obsessed with them. Um, and no one, like, I remember I went with friends from high school to see the Jabberwockies. Um, I don't really remember if it was a free show or not at Halloween Horror Nights, but I went and I remember, like, no one understood why I was freaking out. Like, no one was like, dude, like, why is she freaking out that much? Like, are you okay? Like, what's what's the deal? Like, And then, like, I was, like, literally having the time of my fucking life. I was, like, literally watching everything. Like, I was watching, like, all their movements, their footwork, like, everything. And no one was understanding why I was doing that. Like, they were like, why is she freaking out about the Jabberwockies or something? Like... It was so embarrassing for me, but like also I'm not embarrassed because who doesn't fucking love the Jabberwockies? Like honestly, if you don't love the Jabberwockies, grow up. Like <laughs> Google is free, babe. Like Google is free. Like look them up. They are incredibly talented. They're from LA, I believe. So um, they're incredibly talented. And then the second the show ended, they had Jabberwockie merch, bought sweatpants, a hoodie. Like I bought everything I could about the Jabberwockies. And to this day, people were like. I think one of my friends to the present day, she was like, she was there and she was like, why are you spending this much money? I'm like, because I love the Jabberwockies. So there's that. <laughs> but like, there's a lot of positives that come from the fangirl life. Um, also, there are some fangirls present day or just fan fan accounts present day as well that I've seen that go viral or like musicians or artists like invite them because they're so like popular within their fandom. It's crazy. I've had that before. Um, and I remember, I think, um, I think for some odd reason, like no hate, it was such a long time ago, it's a very vague rem- memory, but I remember somebody, some stranger I don't know, made a fan account for like my friend group at the time for the Iconic Boys. We were like a really well-known like group of friends in the West Coast. I, I hate to say that we were like the West Coast well-known, you know, but we were. <laughs> Like, I sound so cocky when I say that, but it's true. Like, literally, like, I had a fan account made for me and, like, my friends. It was very bizarre, but it was a time. It was a time. Um, But it was, it was funny. It was fun. It was an eye-opening experience. But also, it's nice, like, a pro for this in the fangirl life is just seeing how these people grow as individuals as a fan not fangirl like as a fan like there's a very big difference um for the iconic boys themselves as dancers and dance crew they did split up i think two of them ended up doing their own thing um and then that duo just split um one of them lives in new jersey they're all from new jersey um and they live there and all of that and some of them continue dance some of them don't some of them do music now some of them are, I don't know where. <laughs> I think two of them live in LA. Um, Nick Mara, he's literally in a band now where he sings and dances, like bless his heart. Um, and yeah, like it's crazy to me. Like for me seeing Nick Mara in a band, bro, that wasn't, that isn't the Iconic Boys, isn't like primarily dance crew, like they're all singers and dancers, but primarily singers and a boy band. For me, that was a big moment. I was like, holy fuck, like, 
not Nick Mara in a band. Like, it was a big moment for me as an Iconiac. I was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Like, I was like, whoa. Very full circle moment. Very shocking to me. But I'm glad. You know, I'm very proud of him as a, a fan myself and during his icon, uh, Iconic Boys moment and also seeing him from the iconic boys strictly just dance to a boy band that's very well known right now so i'm very proud i'm very impressed i can't even hate y'all i really can um but also not only that not also is it a pro to like see them grow like honestly as a cnc owner present day my little my little you little old me um i actually bought tickets to see them live last week when i went and it was whoa excuse me i almost burped on my microphone but it was four of them when there's originally five you know and i did have tickets during the pandemic like in 2020 when they were going to go on a bigger tour in a bigger amount of space like bigger places and i was gonna see Joel live you know I was gonna see all five of them then they broke up or no one of them left not a big deal and I am like impressed like they have totally rebranded themselves and I'm like oh I'm about this I love this I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not hating their new single like toda la noche y'all I was not ready for that I wasn't like because they were like super like you know we're like kind of brand friendly (laughs) and i love when like musicians or bands or um just anyone in the public eye they go from like being super like brand friendly to like branching out from that you know and i love it me personally i know some people don't because it's like less child friendly and it's also like parents are gonna be like why are you listening to this what happened to them you know but me i'm i'm a big i'm a big girl i'm grown i can handle it (laughs) and also like me all their music for cnco like they were all like sweet lyrics they were all really cute some of them were like you know a little risque but present day they're really risque now and i'm like yes kings this is what i wanted to see this is what i've been wanting to see i remember when they were all five of them i was like in my head i was like when are they gonna do some risky things like when are they gonna like come up with like a song about sex like i'm waiting for that like i'm waiting for them to be like that i know some people don't really like that but me i don't really care like honestly if i like the band or the musician and they come out with something new i'm gonna like either like it or i'm gonna be like "Mm, this isn't it but honestly i don't care because like for me the iconic boys they were my age when i was a fan of them they were literally like my age if not a little younger a little older not a big deal um also one of them in the dance crew Vinny castronovo he's literally a drag star like i'm icon honestly love him or them i don't keep up with them anymore i'm not sure what he or they are up to these days but i'm wishing them well and i wish them success in the drag world because they're doing drag honestly so i have not kept up with them in years wishing them well whatever it may be but um seeing them or seeing musicians separate is really nice but also it's like a little sad for some people but also i think it's a new beginning like i don't i've never been like oh my god they're breaking up like i've never done that at my big age nor have i ever done that when i was a child like i really didn't care that much i was like oh okay shit happens you know shit hits the fan what are you gonna do 
Um, but yeah, like you get to see them grow as musicians, as a fangirl yourself. Cause like with me, I stopped really like keeping up with the lovely iconic boys after they kind of broke up and broke off. Um, when I was in high school, I think like 10th grade, maybe that was like the last time I ever really cared what they were doing. And then I think senior year for me, I like randomly found out about them or I just like kind of ran into them on social media. I was like, whoa, wait, what are they doing these days? And then I saw them, I was like, oh my God, they're in college now. Like, I'm about to go to college too. Like, what the hell? Like, it was a really full circle moment. It was very pure, very wholesome. I was like, oh, I'm gonna do that too. <laughs> and then in community college, I never thought about them. I like forgot about them because I was so busy with like a, mon- a shitload of homework and a lot of stuff to do. I was just becoming an adult and I was just like forgetting about them and then new, new musicians and new dancers and new choreographers were coming into the you know light and I completely forgot about Iconic Boys. And then I think maybe, I think maybe, somewhere in my community college years I found their Instagrams again and it was I was like oh my god he's so much taller now oh my god he lives in LA now what (laughs) and also funny enough one of the members of the iconic boys um he went to high school he finished his high school career when he was in like he was originally in New Jersey and then he transferred apparently apparently to my high school like the high school next to mine I think it was like a couple, I think it was like maybe 30 minutes away from my high school. And it was like really weird. I was like, whoa, wait, what? I have friends at this high school or I have friends of friends that are at this high school. What the hell? And my high school played their high school. And I think one of the members of the Iconic Boys went to my campus in high school, never saw them obviously, but it was a moment. I was like, oh my God, what the hell? What is he doing here? Like, what is he doing in the same like, Oh my God, that was the hose, guys. That was the hose outside. No need to be alarmed. It scared me a little bit, but it's just water happening on the outside. It's really, my house is really loud. Anyways, the point is, is that, wait, is it gonna end? I'm so sorry, y'all. I was on a tangent. No, no, it's it's gonna keep going. Let's just pretend it's not there, y'all. Let's just listen to my voice. Let's just listen to me. Um, but regardless, yeah, one of the members of the Iconic Boys was like basically in, like a couple minutes away from my high school. It was very weird. Apparently he graduated there too. Full circle moment. And I think I kind of kept up with them a little bit in high school because one of my friends in high school was also a diehard Iconiac fan. And we would just like bond over that sometimes. We were like, oh my God, like, have you kept up with him? And I'm like, no, what's up? And like, she would tell me, she's like, no, dude, he goes to like this other high school, like basically right next door to us. I was like, what? Yo! And then she sent me pictures of like times that he was on our campus. I was like, what the fuck, bro? When did this happen? And then like, it was crazy to me. It was wild. It was a wild moment. Um, Very wholesome of me. I was like, oh my God, they're like the same age as me. We're both graduating high school. What the hell? I was like, it was a moment. No hate, just it was really funny. But there are always cons to everything. So the cons, however, in this scenario of the fangirl life, when you fangirl over someone, you kind of lose sight that they're basically the same person as you, just with more attention, you know? Like you could literally be become like, just like the people you look up to, if not maybe better 
or the same talent or whatever like it just doesn't there's no reason to fangirl over someone or fanboy over someone or be a diehard fan of someone because like or idolize them i mean like you can be a fan but like idolize them like i was doing that at my at my young age at like 14 up until i was like no 13 up until i was like 15 or 16 and i was like mm, this isn't it y'all like they're the same as me just we built the same like <laughs> we're the same you know no hate but idolizing someone very risky very risky because you kind of lose sight of your worth a little bit i would do that way too much when i was young i would idolize these people not just the iconic boys i would idolize these people and i would just be like they're better than me they're so much cooler i wish i could do that and like present day i'm like i literally could have done that i could have not a big deal you know but um not only is that a con it is kind of bad for your mental health a little bit because it depends on how far you go because i met iconiacs throughout my lifespan of 13 up no 12 13 up until i was 16 or something like that and i remember i met like one of them and she was like she was a fan she wasn't like fangirling she wasn't diehard she was like yeah they're cool and then like she almost went to the same high school as me i was looking at high schools and some of some of them were iconic some of them weren't you know some people i met there um and i remember i have not heard from her i literally heard of her once and i just like never heard of her again and then i was like oh my god like she's a fan and then she's like yeah i'm a fan like she wasn't making it a big deal basically and yeah also not only is it uh kind of bad for your mental health high key because you idolize someone for a while then you kind of lose sight of yourself and i don't know i've seen i've seen worse cases with like directioners y'all i remember one time i was on twitter just minding my business i don't know what era of my life on twitter this was but at some point i saw it and it was basically like i love how it was like some retired directioner i don't know who they were just basically a tweet that went viral i don't know if it was true doubt it was but honestly it was literally insane just even joking about it was very weird um but basically i remember this one person tweeted they were like oh Honestly, I didn't really like I remember the day that Zane left One Direction. I was crying and then people were like and then my mom was like, "Why are you crying?" Or no, my mom or she was like, "I think my mom was assuming that I was crying because my dad died." And I was just like, "No, bitch. Like Zane left One Direction." I was like, "You bitches are ruthless. Like that has to be fake, right? That has to be fake." But I was like I was also like, "No, I don't think this is fake because some directioners are wild. Not even cr like they're crazy some of them. Some of them are crazy, truly." I was like, the reason I was not a directioner was because of the One Direction fans. I was like, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Their music is okay, but some of you guys are fucking ruthless. I'm gonna pass. It was insane. Cause like, I didn't want to be fans of some musicians or artists because their fans were insane. I was like, I'm, I'm good. I don't need to be part of this, this gang. I don't need to be part of you guys. I'm, I'm good. I can enjoy them without being this crazy obsessed. Um, and yes, I was like, oh, this has to be fake but uh even if you are joking what the fuck like like i was like nope i i have to go like i was like nope can't do this today and that was my that would have been my 13th reason but honestly i had too many at that time regardless i was like i've seen enough i'm gonna log out now it was too much that's the level of con this goes to like some people really were idolizing people that were 
one, not really worth idolizing. Honestly, I'll even admit myself, I have idolized people I should have not idolized, and then they, you see them, and they're about to get canceled online. Like, even present day, like, I used to fuck with James Charles heavy. I honestly loved what he was doing. Present day, not so much. I'm not gonna get into why, not worth the, not worth the attention, not worth the time spent on him. Google him and his scandals, if you will. But honestly, I was a huge diehard, like, fan or supporter of him, like, in my, like, at 19, 20. And then I found out some shit and, like, his scandals. I'm like, I'm good, pass. Like, nope, bye-bye. Unfollowed, blocked, bye. Um, okay, loving the water. Loving the water. Anyways, um, and then what else? Um, present day. Also, if you were a fan of YouTubers like myself, um, I was a huge fan of O2L, Our Second Life with Trevor Moran. Um, oh, whoa, sorry. Trevi Moran, because she is, she's a she. And Trevi Moran, uh, JC Kalen, Kian Lolly, Connor Franta, love Connor so much to this day. Connor was my favorite, and also Connor is still a present day my favorite. Ricky Dillon is also a huge favorite of mine. Um, and they were all so iconic to me. They were hilarious, they were talented, and honestly, they made really good videos and they made really great content. And if you don't know who O2L is or our second live, dude, like, where have you been? Also, if you listen to Troy Savon, you would not know that he used to be a YouTuber. I was a fan of Troy Sivan during his YouTube days, y'all. And he's a, present day, he's a musician, very successful, very talented. But I remember when he would vlog his first experience in a recording studio or something like that. Or like the day he signed a deal. I was like, whoa. And then present day seeing him now, I will always have a special place in my heart for Troy Sivan. Um, but he's a really famous and really iconic and talented musician. Um, love him icon like literally i i really fuck with troy savon even back then when he was a youtuber present day i love him like seeing that growth y'all like was un incredible like there are people that are fans of him now like fans of him now like they just became fans like maybe like a year ago and i was like you guys don't even know he was on youtube like oh my god like did you know he was on youtube and so people were like no like i was like you don't know where have you been also MagCon, i'm ashamed that i used to love them as a fandom and i'm sh i'm ashamed that i liked them in any capacity i'm ashamed that i even cared to even care what they do at the time but it was a very short-lived era of mine in the fangirl life of mine and i'm glad i really pushed that away from my system um some viners i still follow um i was a huge fan of cody ko still am i was a huge fan of noel miller still am um sarah baska huge fan of her and her vine era she was hilarious she was like the funniest direction i ever followed um and present day still love her to death um who else i feel like i'm forgetting someone but MadCon, for example, uh, Sean Mendez was in MadCon, literally. Sean Mendez, like the Sean Mendez, like present day. He was in MadCon and he actually was the only one that had talent. Hate to break it to you guys, but he was the only one that really had talent. And he could sing, literally could sing for days and he ended up just getting his own deal. And here he is present day, literally so successful. Um, love that for him and all of that. Um, but MadCon, a really dark era. Um, I'm good with that. I'm not gonna go into further detail. I'm ashamed of that. Um, but also another con of the fangirl life, if you will, is how much money it all costs. 
Luckily, I had most of the money. Thank you, mom and dad. Bless your hearts. Um, my father did not have to pay for me to go to VidCon and drive me back and forth every single day for the three-day convention. He didn't have to do all that. He didn't have to sit in traffic for me. He didn't have to, but he really did that. Thank you, father. Bless your heart. Te quiero. Um, but he did that, you know. Um, I didn't eat in the morning. I literally, I remember I went to VidCon, I think my last year before I like stopped going. I just like kind of couldn't make a decision if I was gonna go or not. And then I eventually made the decision last minute to go, but I didn't have it. Like there was like no room to get any like hotel or anything like that. So I basically just had my poor father drive me back and forth for three days straight. I would be leaving at six in the morning on the freeway. And I remember I didn't really eat on my way as I was leaving. So I straight up just threw up on the middle of the side road very true story not proud of that um and then i remember i bonded with some girls there my friend group that i originally went with and then one girl we met up with and hung out with and poor girl she ended up getting her period really in the middle of it all i was like oh oh my god ah. just like having those moments and just bonding that way a little bit is a very good pro but also the con is driving back and forth my poor father you know um and i remember i told my dad i was like huh Wait until you see, wait until I get my license and I'm gonna drive myself to VidCon. And when that happened, it never did. <laughs> I got my license and I was like, right, I can go get food now uh, after school. Love that for me, wholesome. Um, but yes, a lot of money is involved in that. I'm very happy to have lived it and I'm now retired of my fangirl life, except for CNCO, except for them, love them to death. Um, but in my older times, you know, in my, in another life, kind of, it feels like another life of mine, it was a lot of money. I went to too many events with the Iconic Boys, too many in LA, to the point where like they all knew who I was. And they, and like the entire Iconic Boys knew, like literally the way I idolized these men, bro, I would cry for them. It's embarrassing, so embarrassing. I'm not gonna get into who I was a fangirl a specific of, because we're not gonna get into that because, one, not a lot of people know who he is, and two, it's embarrassing. Um, but regardless, it was fun while it lasted. Now it's really cringy and really embarrassing, but I did take one good lesson from the fangirl life in my younger years, and it was dance and choreography. And present day, I will always hold this special in my heart. Very thankful to have experienced that. And also, whew, not only was money and mental health at risk as a con, but also you lose a lot of sleep if you're a fangirl. Especially if you're a fangirl of like foreign or international musicians or artists or whatever, because like they're all based in different time zones. I feel like K-pop fans really struggle or something like that. I don't really know anything about K-pop, but respect. Um, but regardless, um, it's a lot because I would stay up late just trying to get a tweet or a reply back to some to some of my favorites, you know. Um, I've done it too often and also I have pretty much lived on the East Coast time my whole life because everything was pretty much East Coast. The Iconic Boys were from New Jersey. Literally, they were like East Coast Central, literally. Like I had to learn East Coast time and also I did live in Florida. So I was like used to it, learned my lesson. And also a lovely con is uh, Twitter fights. I was in too many Twitter, fight, Twitter fights, too many. The amount of Twitter fights I had as a fangirl, I could write a book. 
of just my Twitter fights. Luckily, those tweets are long gone in the abyss of the matrix, but um, I got into too many Twitter fights. Too many. I remember, I think my favorite uh, Twitter fight was, I don't know who I was replying to, I don't know who I was roasting, I don't even know if it was Iconic Boys or not. I just remember I got in a Twitter fight with someone in my fangirl era, you know, just girly things, just fangirl things. And they were basically, like, everyone was backing me up on Twitter. They were like, yeah, you're so right, girl. And I remember I, <laughs> I copy and pasted the YouTube link of Nicki Minaj's stupid hoe, replied it to this person. I was like, oh, look, there's a song about you. Honestly, a W. Honestly, I'm gonna start telling that to people because I was like, oh, you're a stupid hoe. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that was like my most savage moment at age like 14, 15. I thought that I was an icon. I thought that I was invincible. And it was hilarious. It was hilarious. And the person was like, or the person replied back to that. They were like, well, at least there's a song about me. I'm like, no, 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 baby, you lost. Like, just take your L, sit down. Like, just take your L. I, I ratioed. I ratioed you so hard, babe. Just just sit down, take the L, accept it. Um, a lot of Twitter fights, though. Too many. And a lot of people just hated me. I had an Ask FM. If you know, you know. Um, I got so much hate on there. People were telling me to kill myself on there. And I was like, for what? Like, for what, babe? I got in a music video and you did it? No need to hate. I'm not. Okay, so 2B1. Let's get into that because I, I was trying to not touch upon that today on this episode, but 2B1 is basically the new Iconic Boys back in that time. So when the Iconic Boys broke up, four, no, two of them stayed, or no, four of them stayed together and ended up being 2B1. And then one of them left for some odd reason. And eventually it fell apart and then there was only two and then eventually the duo fell apart. But 2B1, y'all, I was a die-hard fan of 2B1 because they went from Iconic Boys to 2B1 real fast, really fast, honestly. And I eventually got asked to be, like their manager at the time, asked for me to be in their music video along with my girlfriends in the show. Or like, no, whoa, not the show. In my fan, like in my friend group in LA. It's still on YouTube somewhere. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell any further details. I am on a music video somewhere in the YouTube abyss. Not gonna tell you the song. One, because I don't remember, and two, if I did, I would not say it or expose myself. And also three, long ago, don't need to do that, we're done. Um, but anyways, and then lastly, but certainly not least, would be a distance. Because you have Twitter friends or you have friends on the internet and you make a lot of good friends, a lot of friendships. Present day even, I have a lot of internet friends. I've kind of always had them throughout my life and um, it just sucks when they're always like, you're always doing your own thing, they're always doing their own thing and you don't really keep up with them as much and you don't really get to see them often because they live somewhere else, another state even, or um, just another city. Because California, if you live 30 minutes away, that's technically like five hours away. If you even live five hours away, that's like over the top. It's like you're never gonna see each other, basically. Um, no hate, it's just like kind of you outgrow that and also it's just kind of like the friendships that fade that you still care for. You only follow them on social media just to keep up with, with kind of what they're doing. And no hate either though, it's just the way it is. Distance really sucks because I had a lot of friends and I could have kept friends with them and I kind of did, but our distance and also drama and all that. So yeah, ended up being that way. 
Um, but basically, I I am going to conclude this podcast, um, this episode. Basically, we talked about the fangirl life, you know, and I loved it. It was a fun era, and I'm currently living in my fangirl era with CNCO. Um, I have aged Heike with them, and I want to see what they're doing next. They're pretty much like the only like group that I actually diehard fangirl, like kind of almost, but not fully the same. You know, because I don't like to stay up past 12, even though I do that every night, especially. No, I like to stay up past 12 when I'm home. Skincare is done, but I sacrificed my skincare and late night to go to a concert at a club, which I never do for CNCO. That is real dedication right there. Usually I'm in bed, not asleep, but in bed by midnight, meditating, if you will. That September 3rd when I saw CNCO live, y'all, I, I did not do that. I gave that up. I was like, I'm going to sacrifice for them. And it was only a 55-minute set. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, I can't control everything, and neither can they. So I love to see artists and musicians prospering. It's just great. And honestly, don't you be hating on fangirls and fanboys or whoever is a diehard fan of something, okay? I remember I got judged hella hella in North Hollywood because North Hollywood was like Millennium Dance Complex where a lot of choreographers and dancers like the Iconic Boys at one point would have shows or would have um, uh, what's it called? Classes. That. And also across the street was another um, very famous or really well known in the dance world uh, apparel store or where musicians or dancers or choreographers rehearse. I think a couple of other major artists rehearse in that section. I don't remember the name of it, nor do I remember too much about it, and I don't know if it's still there in its present spot that I used to be. But I remember waiting in line for the Iconic Boys very often. It would be packed at Millennium Dance Complex. It would be packed on the other side. It would be very packed on either way. And a lot of adults judged me. They were like, who are you waiting for? That's so pathetic. Uh-uh, no. And then I remember somebody posted on Twitter years later, they're like, why are you judging somebody waiting for a concert outside in the cold when you guys wait in the cold for an iPhone, a new iPhone that drops? And I'm like, period, ratioed, ended. I'm actually waiting to see something that's worth my time and waiting to see someone I actually really fuck with. You're in the cold on a Black Friday waiting for a sale. Wow. That is has that has to be the most U.S. capitalist and most materialistic shit I have ever witnessed in my time. So, it's a W, ratioed, and that, my friend, concludes this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you really all listen to me expose myself truly, but um, nonetheless, I hope you enjoyed, and I hope that you had fun with me reliving my really dark or fun moments. But um, it is what it is. It's uh, it's the end of an era, truly. And I would love to get on with other friends. And also, yeah, now that I realize, I also have another friend that I kept in contact with for my Iconic Boys days. To this day, I still talk to them every single day or every other day. So bless his heart. Love you, Eric. You're the best. But um, I will see all of you lovely aliens next week. 
Hope you enjoyed this episode and take care. Please be safe and do whatever you gotta do. And honestly, if you're a fangirl like me, DM me on Instagram or Twitter so we can bond over the same people. Bye.